0: As we aspire and apply courage to the present breath and moment, we exist alive and in almost all human beings, one of the first experiences is either fear or a projection of self-importance or victimization based upon that fear. The reality is that we have taken a breath and we are alive. The moment before, in the previous breath, we were a child of our parents, no matter our age, our ethnicity, our language, our manner of dress, our manner of livelihood, our age. We come from that moment before, the breath before, into the present moment and we exist alive, I am. And we then experience embodiment of that, who am I? How am I expressing and to whom, where am I going? We are in the directions of who, where, why, when, how. We are born safely into the next breath, hopefully, God willing, in all philosophical and spiritual and religious and cultural viewpoints of reality, one is born you, a person next to you, and another, and another, and another, and all human beings, including myself. We are hopefully born anew, aspiring courageously into this breath and moment, alive, all of us, until it is naturally the time and space for heaven to resolve us homeward again, beyond our incarnation of old age or various causations, but hopefully, harmoniously, naturally, beyond all warfare, beyond all violence, especially all-intentional violence given or received. Well, how does one accomplish this? I would like us to do this in two parts, working with time and then working with being in the body, the embodiment, how we do this through the cells. So today we'll work with the idea of time. We come into the present moment based upon All the accrued historic moments of our existence, those which are conscious and those which are unconscious, primordial, intellectual, emotional, reactive, positive, and affirming. And we are also partly the seed based upon the fruit of our parents and their parents and theirs and theirs and theirs. So that I've and I told many times the story of, in any travels I would endeavor to experience, I would come into a marketplace or a shop window or meet an artisan person in the countryside or a very sophisticated city. <clears throat> and there would be fabric, fabric of cloth, of a human scarf, dress, man's tie, handkerchief, a curtain hanging in a window. And I would be ineffably moved into the very depths of my being by the beauty of the weave and coloration of whomever had composed that fabric. I I could feel, whoa, this came from somewhere in this region and is touching me so comprehensively in my embodiment based upon the history of that piece of fabric, that weaving of God. And then I found out, not until I was in my late middle age, in this incarnation, that my maternal grandmother, Cora Elizabeth Speer Wenderlech, whom I adored, was the descendant of a chicard weavers from Bavaria, from the Black Forest. It is right in the ancestry of my mother's mother. It's right within my heart of hearts, my cells of my body, and I would know the experience when I met it. I was meeting beautiful patterns woven, flowers woven into the texture of a fabric, metallic from Portugal, Incredible pulled, hem-stitched linens from tiny villages in uh, parts of northeastern Ireland. Um, Pieces of gorgeous backstrap weaving from Bali. With, composed with prayers in certain villages to help all evil go back into the universe and resolve itself, that the human race might go forward. I actually intentionally visited those villages when I taught a retreat in Bali many years ago, simply to walk among the people who were these weavers. And in Vietnam and Laos and northern Thailand, where I worked at a refugee camp, among some of the greatest weavers of the world, the Hmong and the Hill Tribe peoples of the Mekong River Delta and the upper reaches of the Mekong River. The fabric, just incredible, the fabric of these people, these seeds of God and this seed of God. Together, we form a veritable garden of Eden together when we can go beyond warfare back to the loom of the lord and realize who do you come from and who do i come from that is of god that we might meet at the loom of heaven together take the next breath to embody in our very cells beyond all weapons a perfectly woven rose in the texture of a fabric, such as the velvets of Venice. There are several houses in Venice which still to this day weave by hand incredible velvet fabrics of silken threads in semi-darkness so that the, the silk threads don't rot. <clears throat> the sensitivity of the fingers of the weaver the need to match the coloration of the skeins of thread and yarn so that a piece 30 inches long to adorn a presidential palace or a small piece to adorn a handbag of a wealthy woman helping refugees who have no palace or home. The same weaver might sit at the loom of God, creating for the heart of heart of all all of us, from king to a disenfranchised person, unwanted by anyone except me and you, and you and you in the place where the seed of God exists in your heart and mine as one. This home is not difficult to find, but one must risk the place of knowing from the past moment what might happen in the next moment if I did not protect myself against you with fear. See, I must let that go and instead use discernment to find my way And for you to find your way. So we might bow to the place in one another where God dwells. Namaste. Or greeting and thanking one another. Domo arigato. Ah, merci, mi foie. With a kiss on each cheek. When we move into that oneness where the seed in your heart and mine Allows the next breath to be partially enlightened or of grace or realized, we begin to be of heaven and the mystery moves through us along with the known parts of our history. And together, that mystery and the known parts of one's history form a weaving on the loom of the Lord. And in the next breath and moment, you and I weave a thread together where we know something together that is the great peace. Like the wampum belts of Dagonawita and the Iroquois Confederacy, the Haudenosaunee people of the Northeastern United States. There is in this a quality of needing the courage in each of us to be willing to realize our ancestry so that whatever the challenges would be in my late beloved mother, or her mother, Cora, or Cora's mother, Elizabeth, or her mother, or her mother, or her mother, I must be willing to have the courage to call forward the very seed of heaven in the hearts of every one of my ancestresses. And in every one of my ancestors, my father and his father and his father and his father and my mother's father and his father and his father and his father. And And the ancestresses of my father's mother and her mother and her mother and her mother. Then what happens is I am willing to embody this principle, I am, I am both modest and humble, but dignified in studying that which is virtuous and noble. A person might walk by and be aware, who's she? Nobody. Doesn't seem like she's anybody because they can't perceive in me something to fight with. Or they react, I don't like her. She's just too humble. She's just, I don't know who she thinks she is. And the person stays ricocheting off of everything like an electromagnetic time bomb ready to blow up in the current popular tantrum about anybody and everybody. Cancel him, cancel her, cancel my history, cancel yours until we cancel the planet. It's not a very conscious way to be a human being. It's extremely popular. Next breath. Don't waste it on that. Allow the Garden of Eden, the seed of the Tree of Life of Paradise, to arise in your heart of hearts as I pray and practice for this to arise in mine. And in the next breath, I willingly embody the recapitulation of my history into eternity, May I everywhere and always be of heaven, on earth and wherever else I might be, this moment, next breath, all of this life, into eternity, everywhere and always. And may you, that we find who we are in the great peace together. Amen.